Hello, um, welcome to the Dillcast. You've made a possibly questionable decision uh, tuning into this. The name uh, of our podcast is quite funny. The, the Dillcast, it's hilarious, right? It's 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 great. It's it's just a little bit like naughty because it sort of makes you think about dildos. Yeah, you know? I mean, that's but what I'm thinking not, about. Exactly, yeah. I mean, <laughs> is that a common occurrence? Were you thinking about them before I said it, or was it the fact that I said it that prompted those thoughts specifically? Or were they there, but just kind of in the background, and then they were brought to the fore? That's what I'd like to know. Well, I, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's, uh, it, it occupies my mind most of the day, and actually, when you said Dillcast, I stopped thinking about him, and that's what. Oh shit! And that's what made me like giggle because uh, for a brief moment of my day, I wasn't thinking yeah. about dildos. So a split second of respite that you just yeah. brought great joy to be free of that burden. Precisely. Just for a split second. I mean, they're right, they're right back now because we're talking about them. But anyway, yeah, this this podcast isn't about isn't about dildos yet, unless they feature in the strip at some point, which is unlikely but not impossible. Um, this is actually a podcast about Dilbert, the, the comic strip by uh, right wing lunatic Scott Adams. Um, That's yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, let's give him some credit, writer, writer and creator of Dilbert, but, you know, mostly now known for being a clown shoes. So, um, yeah, uh, I think that's fair. I, I actually think that's an, know I think very that's little action. about that, so I, I, oh, I wouldn't okay. well, mind... Uh, here's a, I can give you a potted history of Scott Adams being a lunatic if you want. I would love that. Mm. I want to say up front, uh, in case what we're saying is somehow actionable... Um, if you've got any legal problems, like, you know, we'll cave immediately. Like, I'm not going to lose money over this. So just, you know, let us know and uh, I'll make edits to the podcast to preserve the reputation of Scott Adams. Oh, also, um, um, what's the name? So the the premise of this podcast, it's actually mm. um, inspired by uh, another podcast that that does episode by episode or comic by comic reviews of uh, Garfield, right? Yeah, that's right. I'm looking up the name of the podcast now. Now, I feel like while the I, well, I, I saw that podcast, and I think it's just called Garfcast. I might be wrong. That's pretty cool. There are the thing is there are actually several Garfield podcasts. That's also pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, of course there are. That makes me feel better about this as well. Because, yeah, yeah. Uh, like the Garfcast and there's Garfield Forever. You know, um, I feel like the problem is. With Garfield, people treat Garfield with a great deal of irony. Mm. Like, Garfield is kind of almost... Well, it's kind of a meme. One of the earlier memes was, you know, Garfield minus Garfield. But there's never been Dilbert minus Dilbert, because it wouldn't work. Like, right, it, it right. It wouldn't be funny. I mean, there's no I, other characters. I enjoyed Garfield when I was a lot younger, and... Uh, well, like, Garfield and Friends was airing on TV, and... Uh, I, I don't get what everyone's problem with Garfield is. It's made for, like, little kids, right? Well, I don't know. It's it's made for little kids and people who despise Mondays and love lasagna. So that is really so many people. That's a really broad demographic. It's true. Yeah. Okay. I didn't didn't consider that. Where's my lasagna? (laughs) Oh my God. It's like Garfield's here with us right now in the room. That's spot on. What's up, motherfucker? I'm Garfield. (laughs) That's his classic line from 1979's <laughs> little run, you know, Garfield says, what's up, motherfuckers, I'm Garfield. <laughs> I love that one, it's a, it's quality. Um, anyway, yeah, the, the premise of the podcast. Uh, now, 
like I was saying, I think Garfield is covered with too much irony, but Dilbert isn't, and I, I, I'm serious about Dilbert. I want to make that clear right now. This is the the, the Dill cast is an academic study of Dilbert, the comic strip, and we're going to review every single Garfield comic. We're going to do this for the rest of our lives. Yeah, I can't wait for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, this is this is it now. Everything else is off the table. Any personal development you are planning, any other projects, like your comics, they're done. They're, they're not happening no, anymore. That's no. that's fucking write that shit off because oh, uh, we're doing by the way, it. Stuart, you should plug your comic, or should you do that at the end? I don't know. Do it at the end. Do it. We'll plug everything at the end. You can do it in the beginning fine. and the end. Shit, you're right. We can in. do whatever we we can do whatever we want. Do it in the middle. Let's let's break the, let's shatter the paradigm of podcasts. You've never I've never listened to a podcast that has an advert at the beginning. No one has. It's never happened. So okay, you put you plug your comics first because they're better than mine and more important. Oh, sh- shut up! Uh, no, they're not. Um, <laughs> my comics. Uh, my most well known one is oh, It Hurts. Oh, should we actually introduce ourselves? That might be smart. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Wow. Hello. I'm St- I'm Stuart Jip. I'm Gob. Olatula. Yes. That's an Irish name. Yeah. Um my <laughs> okay, my real on. name is John. Uh but you, you've K- I'm known as Gabalatula. Okay, pl- plug your awesome comics now. Um I my comic that I'm most well known for is called It Hurts, and you could read that at ithurtscomic.com, all one word. Um series I'm currently working on is called Please Forgive Me. Um, both of these comics I have, uh, I'm doing with my buddy Yosef. Uh, so I just like to shout him out and my uh, jumping all around, but, uh, please forgive me. You can read that at PLZ, the number four G I V E dot M E. So it's like pulls forgive me or I don't know. You, you'd follow me on Twitter. It's, Gobble Tula. Maybe we should plug at the end. <laughs> no, it's it's we've thought we've done it now. I mean, I, I, I can just edit this and make it sound like you've just delivered the slickest promo imaginable. So yeah, okay, yeah, that's the, the magic of editing. That's um, true. Yeah, that you sh- you should read those comics though. They're really really good. I, I, I really like them. Um, Thank you. Uh, they, they they entertain me greatly, and you know what? They move me. They move me. They move me. Cop. I was moved by them. Um, <laughs> They, you should buy, the, you should buy me the books too. too. Into a bigger house. <laughs> hey, there it is. Um, m- my comic is called Merry Hell, and it's you can find it at merryhellcomic.com. And uh, I started it after I read It Hurts because I was like, I want to do a comic that's long and has characters that you might actually grow to like and and enjoy the relationships of. And I'd like to. I think I failed to, to in any way. No. Do that, but you know what? People seem to enjoy it well enough, and it just passed year one. So, com. have a look. It's about a girl who's encountering sort of the real sort of adult world, but what it's really about is just whatever I feel like writing about at the time, I guess. It's very funny. Hooray. I read it every day. It brightens Thanks. my day upwards. Oh, that's good. I was I was worried for a second. Like, you said it brightens your day, and I was like, "Shit!" In what in what direction? Like, this is this is crucial, and it's like, oh, oh thank God, yeah, oh, thank God for that. So yeah, that's 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 those things plugged. So I guess we can get into the meat of the thing, which is reviewing every single Dilbert. Actually, now, I Dilbert, gotta go. Of course, oh, <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> no, no, please okay, continue. Okay, okay, okay. Let's make this real quick. Um, Dilbert, of course, everyone knows this, began in 1989, April 16th, uh, and it's most known for being a sort of, you know, office humour. Uh-oh, you know, oh, I got better drink my coffee, you know, <laughs> office humour kind of thing where Dilbert and his little cast of little shitty little mates uh, endure... Uh, I guess white collar office work, you know, and uh, it's pretty pretty fertile ground for humor and pretty uncovered ground, uncharted ground for I would say American newspaper comics, right? I mean, because I mean, there's a lot of those things, and I would say Dilbert's probably one of the snarkier ones. And at the time, I, I that that worked for me quite a lot because uh, on the one hand, I loved it because it was a cartoon and I liked all cartoons, but I liked how simple the art was because it made me think like, well, I'm terrible at drawing. Maybe I have a shot, hope in hell of making something that people actually like. Um, not so far, sadly, but uh, ah. yeah, I recently got rid of all my Dilbert books because of the Scott Adams thing. I just felt enormous shame having them around, to be honest. Oh, oh yeah, I never did. I never did discuss that. Did no, I? no. Yeah, so he, what's, he, he what's... basically he basically turned into kind of a sort of Trump weirdo. Okay. And always going on about how amazing Trump is at persuasion, and then predicting Trump would do things that he then didn't do, oh. and then doing weird shit like arguing with, like defending himself with sock puppet accounts oh, in no. the comment oh, section no. of people criticizing him, and then immediately getting called out for oh, it. Oh dear! And yeah, the, basically he just went into a weird Trump fascist, and uh, and that really sucks because I really did like Dilbert, and I still like, I still do like Dilbert, and I can't help liking it. But it's kind of a problematic fave. I mean, I'm under no illusion that it's some kind of great work of art, but I do, I still I still do like it. I like how it's just a little bit more, I guess, a little bit darker, a little bit more. Sure. Uh, I mean, than most newspaper strips. Like you've got stuff like it was a was about formative, say, was about uh, yeah, comic for you. It was, yeah, yeah. Um, what about what about you? How did you come to love Dilbert more than almost anything? Uh, I don't love Dilbert. <laughs> oh god damn it! This is the whole thing is no, 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 Why no, don't we no, even no. Do a podcast about Dilbert? no. I'm I'm here. Um, <laughs> I I, I want to say uh, I'm here because I am here to support you. Thank and, you. Uh, I, I well by. When I say I, I don't love Dilbert, I know very, very little about Dilbert. It's one of those strips that I kind of um, ignored, and were there, lots were there of any people. Strips that you didn't it's a, well, it's a, it's a strip that a lot of it's like a lot of people I respect uh, enjoy Dilbert, and I, I didn't, uh, I never gave it an actual chance, is what I should say, and uh, hmm. I think that. Um, I think what kind of turned me off about it was the setting and it's just like the, the office setting is one that mm. I've kind of been at, at, at like, it's like, Oh, these miserable people. Jeez. You know, um, yeah, yeah. these poor, but, um, you know, that's changed over the years. Um, you know, I've watched The Office, both the UK and the US versions, and I find yeah. both of those to be very funny. And, cool. you know, when I when you said, hey, let's do a, a Dilbert podcast, I was like, <laughs> you know, maybe this could be interesting. Um, 
going through these and um you know kind of looking at these through your eyes and yeah and then maybe i could um uh find learn learn to love dilbert yeah 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 exactly let let dilbert in let dilbert into your heart except uh dogbert as my one and true personal savior (laughs) yeah exactly i I do like dogbert (laughs) i i I don't know Dogbert used to have a club, like a fan club, called Dogbert's New Ruling Class. No shit, he's such I, a yeah, weird, I'm, fucking I'm, looking little little dog dude. Yeah. I love but, that design. He's just like a little it, circle with little stumps poking out, and his little nose and his little glasses. It's great. He's a cute. He's a cutie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was it was advertised in all the all the Dilbert books I had. It was just like send like. An envelope and like five dollars to this address, and we'll send you some dogbert shit. Did you do it? And no, I never did do it. I don't know why. I wish I had because I was a big fan. I never did it though. Oh man! But I think we should focus on well, if we're doing them in order, because we are going to be reading every single Dilbert strip ever again for the rest of our lives. Uh-huh. This is this is it now. Yeah. Um, now, shall we do a kind of comedic reading of the strip? Like, should we do? Comic, I think we should voices? do a dead. Serious run, read. <laughs> we okay, should... who's who? Okay, who's going to be who here? Do you want to mm. be Dogbert because you like him best? Or oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, okay. we can do a serious reading, and then we can do a, a goof read. Okay, okay, yeah, we're gonna. I mean, we'll do yeah, both. Then, then, then the listeners can decide which one they enjoy the most. Right. Yeah. You know? All right. Okay. So. Okay, I guess I'm Dilbert, so this is really important, because if we're doing all of these, I'm going to need to establish an extremely accurate Dilbert voice. Mm. Like, uh, And I'm not American, as you may have been able to tell, I don't know. Is it? I'm not sure if it comes through. I'm actually British. I don't know if you knew that, or everyone, anyone knew that, or it was obvious at all. Um, I mean, but yeah, you that, told me, you said before we started this podcast, oh, by the way, I'm American, so... I believed you up until this point. I don't know why I'm you sorry. would just like lie to me like that. It's just I thought it would be funny. I don't really understand jokes. That's why I'm a fan of Dilbert. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, okay, I'm thinking, what about, like, should I give Dilbert, like, a nerd voice? Like, I've decided we should operate along more classic lines. Like that sort yeah. of thing. I've decided we should operate. <laughs> That's so intense. It's so intense. I'm sorry. That's like, oh god, no! It's permanent. It's it's happened. This is this is it forever. Okay, right here we go. Right, this is the first Elva Dilbert strip. When did when was it out? Nineteen eighteen. I'm going to find out the date. I forgot the All date. Right. I need to, I need to find the date. Um, first He's looking ever at the date of Dilbert. a comic strip. I'm filling up some time. Thanks. How fast if, if you can you type that. with this keyboard? It's it's finished. I've got it. It's fine. But I appreciate you did that because if you hadn't, that would have been a piece of shit. Mm. Like that part of the podcast would have been garbage. Yeah. Anytime you need me to sing yeah. annoying little songs, I can do that. <laughs> okay, great. Um, okay, Sunday, April 16th, 1989. So uh, just over two years after I was born. Okay, okay, okay. Now, in panel one, uh, Dilbert. Because uh, this is the first time I've ever met Dilbert, I might add. This is important. This is the initial image of Dilbert. Dilbert is pushing open the door to his lap, which has helpfully been labelled Dilbert's lap. <laughs> now, Dogbert is walking into the lab ahead of him. Uh, Dilbert's uh, in his classic attire. He's wearing a sort of white work shirt, and he's got his little necktie that curves upwards like a hard cock. Yeah, what's... You know? <laughs> yeah, they curve... Mm. C- 
curve upwards. Yeah, it, it curves upwards. It's erect. His tires erect. It goes down and it comes back up. It's it, it is very sexual. Of course, I think that's fair to say. All right. Yeah, I, I mean the thing. Here's the Anything's thing. Anything's fair in love yeah. and Dilbert. Yeah. Now, when I look at Dilbert, the first thing I think is Bart Simpson. Like, like his head really reminds me of Bart Simpson's head. I think that's fair. Mm. He's got a very similar kind of head. Yeah, how his his sort of little spikies connect to his head. Yeah, yeah, I can see mm. that. Yeah. The nineteen eighty nine was were those Tracy Allman shorts going on around then? I think this would have been that. Yeah, I'm not sure if the if the Christmas special would have aired yet. Probably not because it was in April and Christmas is actually later in the year traditionally. Um, but no. Uh, Maybe this, uh, Matt Groening walked up to him uh, yeah. and said. Hey Scott, I'm gonna, what? I'm gonna get, I'm gonna make this little boy, and his name, his name's gonna be Bart. What I need you to do is you're gonna make Dilbert, and he's gonna have the same type of head as Bart. We're gonna do this, okay, buddy? I, I gotta go. Okay, bye. Okay, that's definitely what happened. I, it's diff- I mean, I was gonna say that he he misheard Bart and thought he said Bert, and then he added Dil to it for some reason. Yeah, you know, you yours is better. I I don't know why I lied like that. What you just said is yeah. exactly what happened. Sorry, I mean, it's okay, man. It's it's fine. I mean, we're I both we're podcast. both telling lies today. We, we are, but the fact is, we don't know. Nobody nobody knows. Not even Skydals probably knows anymore. Yeah, you know, uh, the history is lost. Um, so uh, Dilbert says, and uh, in my opinion, this is a confusing piece of opening dialogue for the strip. He says, "Um." I don't want to do a comedy voice for Dilbert. Well, you do a regular voice. Okay. He says, I've decided we should operate along more classic lines, like Dr. Frankenstein's lap. In the next Which is panel. odd, isn't it? In the next panel, he is seating Dogbert quite, in a quite cute way. He's picking up Dogbert and putting him down yeah, on the yeah. stool. And he's got these little uh, machines. We'll, we'll dig into those. There's three or four little pieces of tech on the table in front of him. Yeah. And Dilbert says... Uh, you know what that makes you? <laughs> and panel three, Dogbert sitting kind of placidly on on the uh, on the stool, and and he says, "I've got a hunch." Yeah, and then uh, there's a close up of Dilbert saying, "Let's practice." And then the last panel, Dilbert gesturing outwards dramatically with his left hand, pointing and sort of wiggling his finger. It looks like <laughs> for some reason, he says. Dogbert, fetch me a brain, and then Dogbert in the bottom right corner sarcly adds. Like your present model, or one that works? Oh! And that's it. That's the very first, <laughs> uh, that's the very first Dilbert strip of all time. Yeah. Uh, Dogbert being, treating Dilbert like dog shit. <laughs> uh, like he always does. He's just an asshole to him. That poor little uh, But then dog again, Bert. Dogbert's a good, Dogbert's cool. I like him, you know, he's alright. Yeah, seems okay. What? So what far. I like to imagine in the ones where he's facing forward is that his nose is actually his mouth and he's got no nose and he's just constantly screaming. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to think. I would I would shout my lines, but I'd be afraid that uh, my neighbors would complain and well, my later cats would scream. There's going to be a character introduced later called Loud Howard, and the only way to voice him is by yelling because that's his whole gimmick. Oh well, I we look forward. We'll have to look forward to that in about 300 episodes time. I'm loud, Howard. This is yeah, how I sound. What if he he just like they called him that ironically, 
Oh, then again, I don't know anything about because him. the volume screams. of his voice was actually completely normal. Yeah, like, and he doesn't he doesn't understand why people call him Loud Howard. Hey guys, that's almost funnier than. Oh, that's uh, I was doing that voice. Hey, I'm Loud Howard, but that sounds like um, what's his name from Family Guy? Um, oh, the 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 Herbert. Yeah. yeah, Herbert the pervert. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, we should have a Family Guy podcast. No, yeah, let's no, do that. No. Yeah, let's do both. <laughs> um, so. Uh, getting digging into this strip, which is, in my opinion, a very strange way to introduce brand new characters to the world, because it seems to assume an existing relationship that's kind of science based. Right? Yeah, it, it leaves the viewers. Um, it lets it's the viewers uh, try to decipher their relationship. Like, there's already something going on here. It's like, okay, mm. uh, so is this some sort of scientist man? Is he, uh, I mean, that's what I feel. I mean, I, I obviously know that um, he's an office worker, right? He's an engineer. He's an engineer. Okay. Yes. Engineer. He's specifically an engineer. Though I don't really know what engineer means in the sort of American sort of parlance. Because when I think oh, it means you... Um, a guy who runs an engine. Yeah, specifically on a, a choo-choo train. Uh, in, in England... Um, what kind of choo-choo trains do your engineers use? Like Thomas the Tank Engine. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I guess they mean software engineer, right? He develops developer, basically. Nah, that that doesn't exist. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, I don't know. I'm learning all about your culture too. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know what's what, 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 so walking? In, they walk into Dilbert's lab, and this is the first time I've ever seen him. And it's like, okay, he's got a lab. He's dressed like that. This must be some kind of scientist. It's not rocket science, you know. It's quite elegant storytelling, visually, arguably. You know, I think that Dilbert. I, what I'd like to know is whether or not Dilbert's fat, or if he's just got his shirt tucked in like poorly, or what. Because it's, it's, I think it's quite. It is, um, he is. Uh, goodness gracious! Look at that. This is. I I I don't I'd hate to like body shame the poor dude, mm. but he's 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 got an interesting body, you know. Well, his 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 physique seems to change in every panel. Yeah, uh, does it? Oh my goodness! Yeah, kind of. And I would say so. In the first one, he looks almost trim. In the second one, he suddenly gains quite a lot of gut. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end, his kind of back has turned into a like it's just awful. He's like a weeble. Yeah, yeah. You don't even want to know what's happened to him. It's like it's horrible. I mean, I, I, I'm sure it's unintentional on the basis of. Uh, yeah, I mean, to me, it looks like like I've I've been in uh, an office setting or two before, and there there are quite a few guys who have these like like pretty tight pants, and then they their um, stomach kind of pours over the edge of their pants like that. Like a sort and, of muffin top kind. Yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm no judgment. I'm pretty fucking fat, so it's fine. Like I'm, you're allowed, I'm allowed to say these things because of myself being fat. I I, I think it's it's an interesting look. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Now, the, the the thing that the thing that I think brings this comic down a little bit is panel two, mm. because the are you familiar with the far side? Oh yeah. You know Cowtools, the infamous comic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's what this makes that's something this makes me think of, because I see those things in panel two and I immediately okay. want to know what they are. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And why do these figure in do these figure into the punchline in any way? Because uh, 
Well, the thing about cow tools is that it'll see these things. I, I see these, and I'm I'm thinking like, okay, this is scientist man, and these are his little doohickeys. You this is ca- science stuff. Cow right. tools fucking breaks your brain. It's yeah. like. I think I read in the prehistory of the Far Side book that he says Gary Larson said his error was that he made one of them look kind of like a saw. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Which I think is hilarious because it's the, the whole mental gymnastics of like, well, if that one's a saw, then I should know what the other one. Right, are. right, exactly. Yeah, which is hilarious. But looking at them, like I've, I've zoomed in on the image here. Now, on the far left, you've got what genuinely looks like a robot snail to me. Yeah, I see that. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's even got like a com- sort of comically big nose. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing, if you're really zoomed in on it, it looks a bit like an outlet, like an electrical outlet. Yeah, um, a little. But but also like an upside down smiley emoji, which I'm sure it's not. I don't know what the hell that's supposed to be. Um, <laughs> then you've got what is clearly a rudimentary sort of satellite dish of some sort, or radar thingy, or a radar thing. Yeah, and, and then on the right is a cheese know. grater. <laughs> Mm. Cheese grater, yeah, which is it just I think it I feel like it raises questions. Like I don't think it's Cal Tools level of confusing, but I do think it muddies the, the writing a little bit. I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like it detracts from the essential beautiful simplicity of the rest of this comic, you know. Mm-hmm. Which is almost a kind of old like nineteen forties, nineteen thirties comic routine sort of yeah. thing. It's like Abbott Abbott and Dilbert and Costello, there we go. Mm-hmm. It's not really like Abbott and Costello at all, though. Really, if 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 Joseph heard me say that, he'd fucking punch me in the dick. I think. <laughs> um, dude knows things. Yeah, dude knows things. Um, so then you've got, of course, I've got a hunch, which is a, you know, that's the first joke of the comic. Yeah, really, because um, of course the joke being that that Doctor Frankenstein had Igor, his assistant, who was often very physically disabled. Right. For example, had a hunch, which, you know, looking back at this now, it's like, so is that, is that really the sort of thing you want to do a joke about, Scott? Like, the signs were all there, that he oh. was going to turn into an into a awful, awful man. I see. But, no, um, it's just Dogbert being a wise ass. Yeah, yeah. You know. Like good old Dogbert. Mm. Poor, poor little guy. But um, it, it looks it, like he's it, taking it in stride, you know, he's like... He sort of got this attitude already, just like. Well, he, he's he's lived with Dilbert for who knows how long, and, and as as we'll come to discover, Dilbert is a real insufferable weed of a man. Mm. Mm. Um. So then, after saying "let's practice," uh, you get your dogbert fetch me a brain, which is obviously Dilbert yeah. channeling his inner Doctor Frankenstein, and then, yeah, uh, yeah. But then Dogbert cuts him down brutally. Yeah. With like a present model or one that works, fucking. Absolutely, like the, the dynamic is just immediately established. Like, yeah, yeah. When I came into this, I was feeling very negative, but having now read it, I honestly think it might. I think it might actually be brilliant. Hmm. You know, I think that Dogbert saying this. If I was Dilbert, I would start scream crying and just like <laughs> clutch my Bart Simpson hair. Run away, my pants fall down, I trip over my pants, I do a somersault down the basement and accidentally land in a pile of 
garbage that I had in there, <laughs> which makes me cry even more. And I think to myself, I got a talking dog. <laughs> I mean, looking at sort of the history of the whole talking dog thing, like, if you had a talking dog, you'd want one that didn't just brutally cut you down every time you tried to, like, make a little joke, you know? Yeah, yeah. You'd want, like, I if don't know, I, did, if, Air, did Air Bud talk or did it just play basketball? Uh, I think Air Bud might have just played basketball. Oh, shit. But, okay, man, well, if, okay. I, if I had Air Bud, oh, my God, I would literally smile so hard that I run into the other room, my pants fall down, and I trip <laughs> over my own pants, and I do a somersault, and I fly down the basement stairs and land into a bunch of garbage that I had in there. And I think to myself, Dilbert has a talking dog. <laughs> so yeah, in conclusion, I guess, Airbud's a pretty good movie. I've never seen it. No, neither have I. So what do you think of, what do you think of, um, what do you think of this uh, first Dilbert comic? Like, Does it make you want to read more Dilbert comics? Yeah, it does. Um, it made me think... Um, well, it made me want to, you know, I, I want to see more Dogbert. That's what I, I thought. I, I thought to mm. myself, like, hey, this this looks like a fun time. Um, Dilbert looks like kind of a kind of a dick. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I want to. This dynamic is really fun so far. It's compelling as well, isn't it? It's yeah, compelling. yeah, mm. big time. Do you think it's weird that they put that Scott Adams decided that he would put Dogbert in like the extreme bottom right of the panel and cram his speech bubble right in next to him? <laughs> Isn't that kind of like not a great decision? Am I? Yeah, head? you know, like, I am. There's a lot of space there to put that speech bubble. As somebody saying. who has abused speech bubbles many times uh, in much more crude ways, uh, mm -hmm. it didn't jump out to me, but it mm. it does. You know, seeing it's like you were saying earlier, like seeing him do what he does gives me hope. Like, hey, mm. you know, if if uh, if he can make it, I can make it. That sort of well, thing. But it, yeah, it does yeah. occupy quite a lot of space. But at the same time, it's kind of endearing because Dogbert's like kind of like this little <laughs> this little yeah lump just just yeah like a little egg. Yeah, just like sitting there on the stool, all tiny. So I, I think that in a way, weird way, it, it, it works. It's like there's you know, this little I, dog bird just kind of... I, I agree with you. I think it does actually enhance the sort of beingness yeah. of dog bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being, you know, I, I, I think I agree with that. So I guess we can call this one an unqualified success, to be honest. Absolutely. Should yeah. we rate each comic out of five? I feel like we should. Uh, how about out of ten? Because I feel like with ten you can ten. get so so much. Okay, okay, ten, but no no decimals, no ten and a halfs, no right, yeah. halfs. Just yeah, okay. I don't know why you'd have ten and a half. It was out of ten. I don't know why it went to that. That was just obviously wrong on every level. But ten is okay. Like what 10. what would you give this comic strip? This first episode um, out of ten. You know. Uh, I want to say maybe uh, 
six, five or a six. Six, six, six. I mean, six is above above uh, average. Above. Oh, okay. Oh, you're right. You're right. Um, mm. five, five is average. If we oh, are, are we doing video game rules here? Is seven average? Mm, I don't know. Well, I, I gave it a six because it's like you know I. Uh, I, I want to say five is just like a total like meh, whatever. Six, you know, I read read it and I, I felt something like I f- yeah I felt I mean, a little a little hilarity. inner giggle, not quite yeah. a, uh, an LOL giggle, but well, isn't that all you can really ask for from a newspaper comic strip though? I don't know, they're man. Out, Cal- Calvin and Hobbes, far side. Oh yeah, Cal- Calvin and Hobbes though. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. love it when that. I love it when that dog. Is it a dog that he's got in Calvin? Yes, yeah, a dog. Uh, Hobbes is a dog. Yeah, I love it when that when that dog is dismissive about modern art. It always makes me fucking lose my hey, shit. Calvin. Hey, Calvin. He's like, hey, yeah, hey, Calvin. Um, I just went to the pointillism exhibit at the art gallery. It was fucking dog shit. And then Calvin's <laughs> like, yeah, boy, old things are the best. And yeah, then I'm yeah. like reading it, and I'm like, this is a boomer comic. Everyone lied to me. Calvin Hobbes is a fucking boomer comic. Like, it's, all it mm-hmm. is is just it is Calvin's dad sitting around going, oh man, the kids are all mental now. Right, right. It's a boomer comic, mate. If it kept going, there would have been a strip about, like, Calvin doesn't know how to use the laser printer or something. Yep. And That's it would exactly like, oh, what boy, Bill Watterson would have they sh- intended. They yeah. should make an instruction manual for, for, for life. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like email. I don't even like females. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! See now I'm enjoying imagining what Calvin Hobbes might have been like if he hadn't ended it. <laughs> e- email. I don't even like females. Curly stealing fucking Calvin's Bitcoin address. <laughs> Give me your wallet. Code. I'm taking your NFTs. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm ruining. I'm, well, I'm not ruining Calvin and Hobbes. He had the good sense to end Calvin and Hobbes. You know, before it became unfunny. Yeah. Or just, yeah. just, just, just after it became unfunny. Um. Calvin so yeah, was uh, always good. I'm. I have mixed feelings about Calvin and Hobbes, but I will admit that the art was fucking excellent. Yeah. I love the Sundays when they when he stopped. When Watterson was allowed to do whatever layout he wanted, if they got really interesting. Oh yeah, the Sundays are so cool. I would buy a book that was just the Sundays, and they made it, and I did. So <laughs> you know, that was nice. I wouldn't mind getting that big box set sometime with all of it. To be yeah, honest. yeah, but, yeah, I I really want to get that. Like I, I have the books that the, that I got at the the Scholastic Book Fairs that we had oh, out what? here. Yeah, I had some like Attack of the Deranged Mutant Killer yeah, Monster yeah, yeah. Snow Goons. And fucking Yukon Ho and stuff like that. Yeah, that's, I that's... traded them. I traded all of them to a friend for his book that had all of the number ones from Marvel Comics in it, and it was such a big fucking mistake. Yeah, it was, huh? I'm like, like, wait a minute. I don't care about the Incredible Hulk. I care about I care about Hobbs the dog. Right. I want to get that back, man. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, I wouldn't mind picking up that box set at some point because you know you, you got to show some respect, even though I do like to make fun of Calvin Hobbs because it's such a sacred cow. It's fun to. Go ah it's shit, even though it's obviously not. Yeah, um, I get I get what you mean. I mean, you know, it's it's not quite as good as Dilbert, but it is still pretty good. Um, oh, you bastards! <laughs> so yeah, that's a six from you for this Dilbert. I'm gonna you. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a six as well. I think that's fair. I think it it comes in. I don't think it's the strongest way to come 
into papers. You know, it's not like Pearls Before Swine where they post a picture of the artist's dick in the first panel. Well, did like, that boom, happen? Here's my cock. No, of course it didn't happen. Did they really so, put a, no. a picture of a picture penis of in the newspaper? Past- <laughs> no, I made it up. God, sorry, that was a lie. Another lie. Another classic stewardship lie. Oh, got my hopes yeah, up. Yeah, I know. That would have been cool, though. I would have given that 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 guy the integrity award that I just made if, up. If if the Boondocks the annual down, integrity award, Boondocks more like Boondocks. Sorry, I was I thought you were going to say like Boondocks or even like Poondocks. No, something. yeah, I was trying to think of something that rhymes with Boon and then say cocks, and I, oh, I, I failed. I mean, Poondocks seems like the most obvious. One. <laughs> Boondocks were like. Fart cocks. Nice. <laughs> very good. Nice. See, that one's that, that that not only does that rhyme, it's also very funny. I appreciate um, your kind words. Yeah, well, you know, farts, what can I say? <laughs> I just hope I hope that they turn up in Dilbert sooner rather than later. Ooh, yeah. Good God. <laughs> what can I say now? Okay. Absolutely right. too <laughs> Wow. <laughs> See, I can I can come up with a parody song about fire. Yeah, that was um, that was <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, wow. Okay, I want to. I think we should wrap this up. I want. There was one more important point I wanted to make, though. All right. Now, this may sound in, in a bit much. Like this may sound like I'm putting too much on the shoulders of Dilbert here, but you know how back in the prehistoric times when there was dinosaurs and cavemen, like you know, coexisting like Flintstones style. Mm, no, can you tell you, me more about that? Uh, no, that's all I know, unfortunately. Oh. They they used to find... They, they, sometimes they'll go in... People will go in caves and shit, and they'll find cave paintings, you know, that, that were done by cavemen. And yeah, they yeah. usually they usually illustrate sort of the day-to-day life of a caveman at a hunting, you know, uh, beating women over the head with a club, that kind of thing. Oh, the, now, yeah, the hunting, cave activities. The hun- yeah, the hunting, if you think about it, was, the, was caveman work. That was their work. That was their daily activity. We're going to hunt to get food for the tribe or whatever fucking shit. Nobody knows. It's all made up anyway. Um, So in a way, I see Dilbert as one of the descendants of cave paintings. Because it similarly portrays the day-to-day life of the the then modern man. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's just all I wanted to say, really. I, I think that Dilbert is... It has lineage that goes back to prehistoric times, basically. I see it. I see it right there. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that, that that's pretty much it. I mean, that, that, thanks for. I guess thanks for listening to the Dillcast. I think we can all agree it was fucking excellent. <laughs> Why is this tie uh, like that? Oh, there's actually a reason for that. Would you like to know it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, the reason is that um, it is actually meant to represent him having a hard on. Not, I'm not even joking. He, uh, I, it's sort of that. Scott Adams said that people kept writing in and asking about it, and he just basically did it for no reason because he liked the look of it, the crimped up kind of tie. But then it became this whole thing of like, he told the people in the the new ruling class fan club, if Dilbert's tie ever goes straight, it's because it means he got laid. <laughs> and then years and years later, there's this little run where he gets a girlfriend, and in one strip, his tie has gone flat. Oh my god! And everyone's like, Dilbert got some pussy. <laughs> Uh, that is genuinely true. That is that, that is not a classic stewardship lie. That is actually true. 
So, so the, all right, the, I'm going to have to change my rep- score. Uh, <laughs> okay. To represent the to fact a that ten. Hard <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm changing my score to 10 as well. Because he's standing with like right near his dog, you know. Um, <laughs> if you know, you'd like to think that, like, if you you know, even if you have like a fuck, fucking perma boner, if you're just like talking to your buddy or your, in this case, your your dog, you know. Yeah. It would. Oh, what do I know? Maybe maybe Dilbert is. I don't know some sort of like. Creepy boner brother. god. Yeah. Like a fertility god sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do I know? Dilbert. Yeah. Maybe his shirt wasn't always white. <laughs> <sighs> and on that tasteful note, I guess we're going to wrap up the podcast here, right? Indeed. Okay. Well, thank you for listening to the Dillcast. Um... There'll be an, another episode along uh, soon. There's been no schedule decided, but whatever. This isn't going to date, so it's mm. fine. Um, next time we'll be covering the strip from the next day. Uh, thank God it's only three panels, so uh, probably be able to keep that fairly tight. But I'm hoping for some real belly laughs out of those three panels. You know, I'd like to get one belly laugh per panel if possible. Hell yeah! So yeah, again, thanks very much. I have been uh, Stuart Jim. I've been Gabalatula. A.K.A. And, uh, John. Yeah. I should just um, use my name. Well, you can if you want. I think it's fun to have, like, three names, though. I think that's kind of cool. A.K.A. The Dill Master. Wow. <laughs> A.K.A. The guy with two cats running around making noise in the background the whole time. They, 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 add a, they, they add a homey kind of pleasantness to the experience, though. I have a question before we go. Um, oh, yes. This is very important. Just man to man. Stuart, yes. have you ever climbed inside of a, a, a trash can and then taken a shit and just kind of left it there? No. I, I was going to say yes until the part about leaving it there, but I didn't leave it there. I did actually take my shit away. Okay, okay. So no, I follow up question. Yes, have you ever walking? Have you ever been a guest at somebody's home and then walk? You know, went to on their couch, got on their couch, uh, stood on one of their blankets, dropped your pants, and taken a shit on the blanket and left it there. Again, I have to give a similar answer. I was with you all the way until left it there, and unfortunately, no, I did move it. Okay. Um, I moved it to their bed. Well, why did my cats do that? <laughs> I think because they hate you. That's the only reason I can think of. They personally despise you, unfortunately. Okay. It takes that's, a while. That's what I was you've afraid not, of. Them, I want you've them, not had them for that long, right? I want them. I wanted them to love me so bad. I woke up yesterday morning, and I uh, we we had just gotten them the other day, and um, came out of my bedroom, and I smelled something awful, and I was just like, "Well, maybe they just you know dropped a fresh one in the litter box." So I, I walk over to my desk, and there's this fucking turd just st- sitting there in my trash can. I'm like, god damn it. <laughs> so I go take it out 
and dump it in the dumpster. And I'm like, all right, fine, done, whatever. I'll try to, I don't know, move, think move of something. Life. And then I, I, I walk by the couch and I see something in the corner of my eye and there's this lump of crap just sitting there on a blanket. And I'm like, okay, well, I this is this is awful. This is my life now. And <laughs> these these little monsters. Your life now is just to just find shit. F- finding shit and yeah, just every so taking often it out. Shit will present turd itself. by turd, yeah. marching back and forth between inside my place and yeah. the, <laughs> the dumpster. dumpster. Yeah, yeah. To, if it put turds into it. Okay. Um, well, I'm sorry to hear about that. I hope that the situation improves for you. Oh, it has actually. I, I, um, what I ended up doing is, um, I don't know. They're little kittens. I took the lid off of the 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 uh, litter box had a lid, so I took the lid yeah. off and that will do it. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, this is immediately." One of them hopped in there and started like shuffling sand around. I'm like, "Okay, this is where Cute. I put my turds." And uh, they got they they now they figured it out the whole turd situation yeah. and that's good to know. Thank God. And speaking of turds, we'll have another great Dilbert strip for you. Uh, I look forward the to next it. Episode of the Dilcast. So thanks very much. Thank and you. Should we come up with some kind of cool like Dilbert line, like same Dil time, same, same Dilbert Dil time, same Dilbert crime. Gonna take a big dump on my own ass. I'm gonna take a big dump on my own ass. I'm gonna take a big dump on my own ass. I'm gonna take a big dump on my own ass. Go! Yeah.